Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Negotiation. As we continue our journey of understanding more about China, we inevitably come across topics that require us to look back on how we got here so that we can better understand where we are, then use it to forecast where the sector is going to go. Such is the case when trying to understand China's housing market. We have landed two resources to interview for you all each providing varying lenses for us to see the industry through. We will be releasing our discussion with Colin Bogar, CEO and Head of Product Development at Property Passbook, in a few weeks. But first, we'd like you to try and sink your ears into a discussion with a local expert, Professor Simon Zhao, former director at the International Center for China Development Studies at the University of Hong Kong. In this episode, I asked Simon about the culture of home buying in China, how the financing is supported, how newly developed go Most towns can still sell out completely and just try to make sense overall of the housing bubble in China and how the government can try to prevent it from bursting. Enjoy. In China, the first one responds to this financial tsunami, so-called the four trillion, four trillion yuan injection to the economy. That four trillion largely put into infrastructure and housing sector. So from the 2009, to year 11, you say, and in fact further, you can year 12, huge money uh, inject to economy. They got excited and then overdone, the whole thing overdone. Home to over 4 billion people, the Asia-Pacific region boasts one of the most powerful consumer markets on the planet. Not only is it home to half the world's under 30 population, but it's also home to more than half the world's internet users. It's a market no globally minded brand should ignore. But entering markets like China is no easy task. Just ask the likes of Microsoft, Google, Uber and Facebook. Times are changing and with the right partners, doors are slowly opening as more and more companies find success expanding into the markets of the Middle Kingdom. I myself spent eight years in China, mostly as a venture capitalist, helping early stage tech companies enter the Asia Pacific market market successfully. This show is dedicated to uncovering and examining successful China entry and growth strategies by interviewing the people behind those success stories. My name is Todd Embley and welcome to The Negotiation, brought to you by WPIC Marketing and Technologies. Hi Simon, thanks for coming on the show. Really good to have you today. Yeah, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a history lesson about China's housing market? You know, how did it become? How did it develop? How long ago did Chinese consumers really start, you know, to purchase homes for themselves and for their families? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, it is a long story, but a cut, cut it short. Originally, in plan economy, the housing was provided by the government housing. So uh, public provision for the government. So house and land have no value, no price, okay? Have no value, all supplied by government. But uh, in that, in the plant economy, about 40 years ago or 30 years ago, but uh, in that economy, uh, you know, definitely not well, and the housing strict shortage. And then they start opening up, the economy started open, opening up, uh, and then in the housing sector, they start to learn from Hong Kong, in fact, exactly learn from Hong Kong. So Hong Kong, uh, those uh, guys, those uh, uh, architecture and lens area and, and this market, come to China to help them 
to accept the land market and then start to auction the land. That is in the 1986 or 87, something like that. So when they auction the land and then the market coming in and then, wow, they start to flourish. Uh, they found the land price and then it stimulate the market interest and then a lot of source pour into this market and build a lot, a lot of housing. And then people start to buy house. And then government start to pray, pray the game, pray the land uh, premium, land premium game, sell the land. So from, I think, let's say the real market from the 1990 or 1991, then the market start to pick up. And then uh, in the early stage, it is still the market operation. They boom and bust, boom and bust. But later on, particularly after your United States, the financial tsunami from uh, 2008, financial tsunami from 2008, and then China need to stimulate uh, the, the economy, and then building up this sector, housing sector, as a pillar industry, as a pillar, in a lot of money coming in uh, for GDP, for infrastructure, largely for real estate. And the market start to ever increase, ever increase, not allowed to go down, not allowed to go down, the price not allowed to go down. I say after 2010, maybe say 10 years ago or eight years ago, they not allow the market uh, price going down. So they always maintain steady, steady market. And then the people now have the concept, the only way to buy the land, uh, buy the flat, and then the only way to save money, only way to get it liquid is buy the, buy the flat. And then government also pray like that. And the ordinary household, they also thinking about that. So the market orderly go up uh, and then higher and higher. Now, let's say talk about, okay, talk about China's, uh, Major city like uh, for first tier city Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, the housing price really like uh, walking in another planet. Uh, yeah. Really walking in another planet, really high. If yeah. you talk about their store, the housing store, or the value of the store, they really can buy out, buy out your guy, New York City, yeah. London City, they can buy out in terms yeah. of the value of their housing. Okay. Okay. Tell us about um, because the style of home that they purchase, it's very different. I used to live in China for eight years. I remember that there's not a lot of houses that have a garage or a backyard or, you know, they have their own kind of property. Right. Why? It's very different in China. Right. The house of we call Fred. So most of them is a high-rise house, high-rise right. flat. They don't have their own garage. They have the basement or the garage basement now. Uh, largely because the shortage of land, it's all high-rise building. And then they're not like Western, uh, the villa style, house style. You have your own garage, uh, so they, they can't afford that. So largely it's a Hong Kong style. 
Who were the big real estate companies in China that really started to emerge in the 90s and the 2000s? Yeah, that is a, 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 a really interesting question. Who is the major player, let's say, major player in this sector? Okay. And now, from the very beginning, it is a market player coming to, coming to bigger land in the very uh, original stage, uh, initial stage. But later, immediately, they found, wow, the land can earn a lot of money. The housing is really uh, lucrative, really uh, profit. And then the interest in coming in, the interest largely come from government. Government on the one day, they monopoly for the land, government monopoly the land, they sell the land out, uh, for the developer. And those developer originally is uh, a private developer, but they largely, largely gradually transform the interest, the government, and then the capital, the vast interest. So who are you talking about developer? Okay, the developer in the name, the largest developer you can still think uh, is a private company, they call Mingying, Mingying Xie, private company, but they are heavily co-elected, uh, co-elected uh, with the government. Looks like a private, but it has a strong interest uh, with the government. That's the way they already create uh, a trade, a value trade, uh, land and developer, uh, government control land, the uh, developer, the house, but they they do have a very close relation. So no matter talking about is private firm or state firm, a lot state firm also engage in this sector. Proper uh, developer, a lot is state firm. Uh, no matter state or private, they heavily heavily correlate. There are a lot of developments where they're not full of people. How is this housing economy in China, how are they able to build so many places without putting all, you know, filling them with a population of people? That is a really good question and then and a really interesting question. Let's tell you what. The first, the build a house initially is really want to solve the people's accommodation. But later is not later purely for GDP, for the uh, uh, output, the domestic product, GDP. So that uh, very important for the local government or the official. For example, your GDP growth that is the major way or only way to value you are succeed or not succeed. So okay, now you understand now. Uh, housing can be used to accommodate the people. And then another one can be also to link up the official for their political performance, uh, value their performance. So produce GDP is a major, major, major thing at the later stage of investment. So but the question is how can they can last that long uh, if the house is not lived by people? How can they last that long, okay? The trick is here. Uh, they build the front, even though the front is not occupied, not occupied by the people, 
but it is still okay to build it because as long as the building was built, the government already get half, half percent, let's say 50%, the value from one way or another, like a tax, like uh, the construction tax, like a uh, sale tax, something like that. Even the building uh, not occupied, but they normally sold, as long as it is sold, even though they are not sold, okay, even they are not sold, they still come and already get, let's say, one third to half the, the whole value they already get into the government coffee, okay? Which means building the flat, one way for sure, they already help to lead up the government body, lead up. The government live on the building, the government live on, or government, the finance by the building. So that's the way they, even uh, even the building not occupied, they still build it. Like ghost town, ghost town, ghost town, after ghost town, after ghost town, that they still build it. You guys don't understand. How come this is ghost town? The people still buy it? Or how come they still build it? Yeah, it is. Still build it, <laughs> still build it. Because of the underlying picture, even though, even though uh, not so yet, of course, neither is mentioned. No people live there. Even they are not so. Even they are not so. The government already get fifty percent, one third, thirty to fifty percent money get for out from that. And then government really this money is finance government operation, government body. So that's why you see even the ghost town after ghost town they keep building that. Okay, that is first story. The second story is. The second story, government will maintain. Because government, due to this exercise, due to this value trade, government want to keep selling the land. Want to keep selling the land, which means also want to develop, keep mining the land, keep building the flat, okay? Keep building the flat. And then, so government maintain the price. You're not allowed the price going down. The price, uh, of course, government don't like you radically uh, go up. That is uh, obviously politically uh, chaotic. If you like a price, radically go up. But government equally don't like it to go down. If the price go down, then big, big problem. So government try their best only maintain steadily or maintain steady. Or if you grow, if you grow a little bit, Little bit by little bit, you cannot radical grow. I the best picture is steady, okay. But uh, having they that, okay, when government doing that, government in order to make this market workable, when government doing that, so to create a tremendous wrong perception, the wrong perception, people are people saying, ah, government will protect this market, government will bail this market out. So Investment in this market, never wrong. It's only only good thing to do, never wrong, because government help our government maintain it. So then uh, moral hazard, like a moral hazard. So that's the way making this thing lowering, lowering. Every people think if they have surplus money, even they don't have, they are not affordable because they, they can lend, they can borrow from the bank. Definitely buy the flat. And then, so a lot of flat, in fact, is sold. It's not so even the ghost town, okay? 
ghost town, ghost town, but the, the ghost town was sold out. That is the ideal situation. Ghost town is sold out, which means if the ghost town is sold out, the government have no problem. The also no problem, financially solvent, uh, no problem. So in the end, who is the problem when you show it out? In the end, is the individual household and bank. Because household, in fact, they not necessarily they all buy mortgage. They buy the, buy the housing all by mortgage. Household create a lot of debt. And the debt eventually is for the bank. So the banking system and the household system, that be the end result, end risk. Okay. So as long as the market price steady, they are not, not slum. That's the economy still maintain. That's why you see the picture going out, uh, keep going. The pictures keep going, keep going. Do you think that there is a housing bubble right now in China? A huge bubble. Is it dangerous? I believe all cities, right, to me, all cities have a huge bubble. Normally, the people say the first tier city or capital, provincial capital city don't have a bubble. Well, like Beijing, Shanghai, uh, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, they don't have bubble because this city a lot population flooded in, still in the population. And some uh, provincial capital, uh, that, uh, a lot, still a lot of people moving in. They say it's in, uh, normally this city, the major city, let's say, they don't have a bubble, but to me, they all have a bubble. They all surplus. They, 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 the housing threat, let's say, the unit, I think next 20 years, they don't need to build any house. They still enough. Next year, in my judgment, uh, the huge bubble. The only thing is the government really with the bank, with the developer, really maintain, try their best to maintain the first price not going down, the price not going down first. Second, developer not broken, not short this money. So that's why they always pro provide liquidity. They always buy printing money, and whenever there was problem now, here bankruptcy going on, there bankruptcy going on, oh, no, 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 you cannot bankrupt. Uh, we will hold it, we will restart you. You cannot dumping your housing price, you cannot dumping your land, you cannot dumping your flat, everything you cannot do. I try my best, for example, I provide liquidity for you. I provide the, the money in the, to the firm and then maintain the whole thing. Uh, uh, not really out of control. That's why they are doing now. Of course, uh, the question to this one, how long you can maintain? How long you can maintain? That is the question. But having said that, it is so far they're doing so good. Now, at least past 30 years, they're doing so good. They are not first yet. Uh, they are not first yet. So I have, uh, I have uh, an article talking about how big the purple it is, why they are not burst. Uh, I have that, that article because the system, the system, the situation like that now, faster and die, faster and die. And then you keep, keep boom, you life, okay? You keep boom, you have a life. You will live on. Keep the price there, then you will live on. 
But if you bust or Christ shut down, then you really die. But of course, now they increasingly come known. Oh, this is not the model move forward. Oh, this model or this uh, this way cannot sustain. So that's why they strictly control the housing sector, uh, not further lending, not further injection money into the sector. But on the other hand, you also not allow your burst. You know, not allow your burst. So they, they, they are management. Management, fine management in this area. They know this is no good now. Uh, a lot negative impact. Uh, most uh, the, the richest thing is the financial system crisis, mm. and then trigger mm. the whole economic crisis. So that is they they aware there, try to avoid that. Okay. From two thousand five to two thousand eleven, there was a lot of growth, right? And then in two thousand eleven, it started to slow down. What happened? in 2011 and what happened between maybe even 2011 to 2017 because it was a little bit slower wasn't it uh in fact the real turning point is 2013 as the real turning okay point. okay let's say that way from 2005 if you can lie you get a little bit earlier 2001 china entered the wto 2001 China entered the WTO first. That is a symbolic uh, milestone, uh, World Trade Organization. And 2008, China hold Olympic. That is another milestone, another icon. So from this 2000 to 2008, in fact, there are a little bit uh, uh, late effect. You from 2001 to 2010 or 11. So this can year, it has actually rapid boom, economic boom. As some is decent, it is manufacture, raw factory, uh, export, manufacture, rapid growth. China's really booming, really booming. And the, the economy is decent because the export, manufacture, this is not land, not, uh, not the land. So their economic booming, and then during this booming, they also realize ah the land land market uh, this is the most profitable one so the housing also go up housing also go up like that 2009 2009 okay 2008 is the olympic 2009 is the world financial crisis triggered by united states the prime uh the, the so called prime purple something like that the financial tsunami so, and then in 2009, uh, first in the United States, and then the whole world, financial tsunami, and later European, uh, uh, the so-called big country, Greek, uh, and Southern Europe, a lot of sovereign bond, uh, sovereign debt is first. A lot followed, one by one. So, in China, the first one responds to this financial tsunami, so-called uh, 4 trillion. 4 trillion yuan injection to the economy. That 4 trillion largely put into infrastructure and housing sector. So from the 2009 to year 11, you say, and in fact further, you can year 12, wow, because this is the injection of the money, huge money uh, injected to economy, they got excited and then overdone, the whole thing overdone, the whole economy 
overdone, manufacture overdone, okay, economy overdone, real estate, housing all overdone. So they already create huge puddles during that time. And then let's say really from the 2013, 2013, they are start to so-called the macroeconomic stingy or continue or stingy uh, policy start to contain, contain this overheat uh, situation. And then from there on, and then uh, government control. Uh, so in fact, the land sale is not that good now. And they know the purple now. Uh, so that is the turning point. They start to control. Uh, the purple is already too big. But I haven't said that even from the, what you call 2011 or what I call 2013, even from that, the housing, the housing sector still the only way to go forward. Because other economy already slumped. Okay, uh, uh, not mention the new economy, like a digital economy, like an internet economy. That, that one is booming. Digital economy or, or internet economy, uh, that could be the booming. But uh, by and large, the old one, conventional economy, uh, uh, really like uh, uh, going down, slow down, really surplus. Manufacturing really surplus, by and large. So the only way still the uh, housing sector, a real estate and uh, infrastructure. So the purple keep going, keep rolling. So even by that time, it's slowed down and going down. Even the GDP also going down. But the purple still going up. The debt, the whole economy's debt still going up. So that is the way uh, they are running. Uh, because why are they going up? Because the only thing, ah, this is the only way we can maintain the economy. This is the only way we can maintain the economy. And then this keep pumping the money in, keep printing money, keep pumping the money in. Yeah, let's say from the 2013, let's say from 2013, a lot is purple. A lot, many, many purples have been that They are also, they know that, but they want to buy time. Okay, just postpone the burst, postpone, delay the burst, Open, uh, buying a tie, and then exhaust or, or, or absorb all this purple. That is the way they're thinking. But uh, at this moment, what I see from the debt, the whole national debt, uh, and from the uh, uh, those housing purple, I think it, it's still going up, not really under control yet. In the West, or in Europe, the people like to invest. They like to buy property as an investment, yeah. but they also invest in stock market, mm. right? They also invest in technology. They invest in mining yeah. or other things. It seems that maybe in China, the favorite place yeah. to invest money is always in property. Yeah. Why not more investing in stock markets or other things? Yeah. Let's say that way. Now in China, uh, more relatively transparent, a relative or they can see the only way they can invest them because housing price going up. Housing price all the way going up, most of them. At least now they are not turning point yet. The turning point not yet. So 
the only way they see, ah, this is the brick, okay, the brick, the physical brick is the only way uh, you can invest. Other part of the stock, uh, that is nasty price. Chinese stock market is the nasty price. Even much mm. worse than much, much worse than the <laughs> housing. Because oh, that, wow. yeah, yeah, that is called gambling. They ah. the gambling price. The stock market, why stock market like that? Of course, the financial system was not, not really integrity and then the, the legal system, uh, the transparency and consumer interest, all this one, they, they not, 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 not you are yeah, in financial system or financial market, like a stock market. So the financial market, it is not for the ordinary people. They already died many, many times, but many times. So for example, 20 years ago, the stock index uh, created 1,000 index, now only 3,000, 20 years, basically, no, if you're, on the inflation, basically no trend, which means for ordinary people, you go into the stock market, the only way is losing your money. You're going to fail in the stock market. Also to other financial uh, product, you're going to fail uh, mm. largely because of the system, lack of the transparency, lack of accountability, lack of the, the supervision or, or, or like that. Okay. Stock market, on the other hand, why, why housing market? Why housing market? First, you see the government successfully maintain the price stable first. Second, going up. So they can see it's the only way uh, we can gain, get the gain investment, get the gain from that. First. The second, of course, government already give them a concept. The whole society, the all people, already known this area government will build them up government will protect this one so if anything wrong the government will wrong first if anything burst government will burst first so which means they they buy it together now the government will die first and me so how come i'm not follow okay so if government will die first uh, earlier than me, so I don't worry. I don't worry. Of course, on the other hand, I don't. I don't think government will die. Okay, I don't think government will die. So that's the way that the real estate. So now you can see, particularly in my southern place, uh, I'm in Zhuhai now, Shenzhen, Zhuhai, Guangdong, oh, yeah. great big area. This area, I can tell you all. I just bought two friends. I just bought two friends. I looking at this place. Wow, very quick to sell. They open uh, to sell only one day, two days, they can sell the whole project, whole project. A uh, very good sell. Where the money come from? The entirely not from the local, not from local. In fact, the money come from all around the country. Northern people, Mongolia, uh, 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 Northeast China, uh, uh, Xinjiang, uh, all Northern people. The rich people, they have money, they come down to buy. So just in one belief, they just one believe this one was protected by government. This one will protect the government. Government want them to grow up. So, and then it is definitely correct to buy. Uh, of course, now not whole country like that, only this certain place. Those there, uh, 30, 40, 
60 city like uh, their city is no good. Northeast city is no good. North city is no good. Okay, West city is no good. They, they all no good, but the southern city is still good. There was a lot of urban uh, movement. The population was really moving, right? Mm. Everybody was going to the big cities, mm. to the big cities. Uh, maybe sometime after Mao Zedong, everybody was, you know, started to move and went to the big city, went to the coast, right? Went to the port cities. Did all of this population moving to the big cities, did this really change or impact the housing market? This one definitely is helpful, really helpful. They already have the specific data called net net income, net population uh, migrant. They can move out and move in. Those cities have the net uh, migrant in or net growth of the population. That definitely help the housing market. And tell you what, the whole country, not that many cities have net, in, uh, net growth of population, not many. Only those southern city, Great Bay Area, or some capital city, provincial capital city. So vast uh, inland, vast uh, northeast uh, city mm. losing population. So let's say that way. Now, for sure, those housing market in those area will be called third tier, fourth tier, fifth tier city. All no good now. They yeah. have difficult to sell. They already have difficult to sell. Huge bubble in there. Huge bubble here. Also have bubble in, in this side, in this side, but uh, not as the same here uh, as uh, the inland area. If you own, like I remember, I used to live in Dalian, and from Dalian down to Lushen, right? Right down on the, on the, on the coast. Yeah. And they, they started to make huge developments 28,000 you know people can live in this one place but like you said it's a ghost town yeah. right if if you need money yeah. can you sell it are is it liquid is the property market liquid no definitely not liquid <laughs> really difficult to sell in those Dalian. Uh, also difficult to sell. Dalian mm. is one of the city, uh, let's say 10 years ago, is a, a, a star city. The pre- When you be near Dalian, is really buoyant, really promising. But now, this past 10 years, Dalian decried, decried, decried. Of course, largely because the political, okay? The whole Northeast economy is no good. Whole mm. Northeast economy, no good. So in fact, the whole Northeast economy, even the Liao, uh, Shenyang, even the Shenyang, the Liaoning province capital, Yiling, uh, uh, no, Changchun, or Harbin, they in fact all losing population, net losing population. Very difficult to sell. For example, the market uh, here, then you can sell like that, like uh, dumping your flat, you might able to sell. Even like that, you're still not uh, not necessary to sell. In those Dalian, definitely for sure. And vast inland area like that, uh, the market uh, uh, not liquid. The market not liquid. Uh, even in Zhuhai, also not that liquid. Even the southern area, uh, also not that liquid. Uh, the In the southern area, not that liquid. It's largely because, uh, not because your... Uh, not because uh, 
uh, the ordinary one like a Dalian, like the inland, have a lot of uh, uh here, not liquid, because the new flat, we keep going to build the new flat. The new flat the price could be more advantage, more competitive. So making the secondhand uh, market is not that easy to sell. So so even the Zhuhai also or Zhongshan, many counties also not that liquid. Has there been any kind of impact from the COVID-19 pandemic? Did this do anything to the housing market? Uh, yeah, uh, it is uh, serious. Um, originally, we are very scary uh, with the COVID-19. Uh, if you don't get paid, you don't get the check, uh, paycheck, uh, you don't get the wages for three months then mm. you have difficulty to pay your mortgage for vaster uh, those working class, for vaster working class. Uh, so, yes, uh, we can tell first, the economy do suffer first. Uh, but the, the fortunately in China, it's not that long. The COVID-19, they do quick control. Now they do start to open it up. Mm. People start to travel, start to do business. Uh, economy, particularly the export sector, doing quite well because the whole world still in the ravage of the, <laughs> the pandemic. Only China is not. So a lot order, a lot yeah. order from overseas. So, so far, I can see uh, the economy bounced back quite, quite a bit. Uh, relative to the rest of the world is better. So if yeah. that momentum keep going, that should be fine. China should be fine. If yeah. they like your West, okay, like your West and the pandemic like that, keep going, keep going, and China will have severe uh, consequences. Housing yeah. purple will really trigger, uh, was, uh, trigger uh, to bust. Uh, but so far, so good. Because the economy bounced back. There's a company called the Evergrande Group. Oh, yeah, Evergrande. Yeah, that's the largest company in Ecomilia, yeah? Why are they in the news? Why, why, is it, uh, why does everybody hear about this Evergrande company? Yeah, they sensational news because they uh, this Evergrande is the largest uh, uh, developer in China, uh, largest developer, and then uh, their boss or their director of the Evergrande also really high tier, high profile. They engage many many like a sucker, uh, like a bottle water, like a financer, uh, many many from. Evergrande doing and the largest uh, developer in China, whole country, Sauron's project, okay, and uh, doing very famous, the first. But having said that, this is the number one China's developer, have a huge debt, huge, huge debt. They uh, have a huge, huge debt, and then, of course, part of the debt is overseas through the Hong Kong market. Stock market, it can finance it. Uh, that a lot, a lot that we know, know that a lot, a lot that internally they also have a lot, a lot that. So they recently burst uh, the event is they say, uh, 
because he won't in the stock market to raising a lot of fund, the raising fund. But uh, outside, they already too high enough, too high, and they want to turn into a million, million market to raise fund from the capital market. And then he buy our uh, buy our share. He buy our share. The, 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 if the success can lead into mainland stock market, he buy this share, buy the a company. Uh, if they successfully to list, and then they will raise a lot of money. They can get a lot, a lot of money. So injection of liquidity. So the company will keep going, keep doing well. But the problem is that the government regulation not allow them, not allow them so to risk in the stock market. So when they're doing this exercise, they already uh, borrow a lot, a lot of money. Now, if I list, then I can turn the money to you. If I not list, and then the money will become a debt. So this company was being purchased, what to trace the money. Now, you can't come hang on like that. I need the money back. I need uh, my money back. You already used a huge money. I want the money back. So there is debt, and then they are not able to to pay back that. So they ever ground to push the government. These push the government. Now if you are not allowed me to list. Then I will broken, and then I will broken. You will die first. You will the government. You will die first. That's bully. Okay. That's uh uh. uh Picks off or, or bully to the government, basically like that. And this, uh, that is uh, telling you a story, true story. Even the company like that, number one company, they still huge debt. Still, if liquidity uh, shortage, then they will burst first. for you want, and then the second, if they burst, then the whole society, the government, could burst first. So that's why government in the end. Even though they're not allowed to list the capital market yet, but in the end, helping them to restructure. restructure. Uh, at least don't need to pay that many debt to the debt company. Don't need to pay huge debt to company. A lot further following, further other uh, uh, debtors to borrow, uh, lend the money to them. So the thing now currently see already solved, the problems already solved. But the debt's still going on. So that's the evergrown story. If you're a young person and you just graduate from university, you get a job, you find a girl or a boy, and you 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 get married, can you still buy a home? Is it affordable to still buy a home or are they just too expensive now? And if you can buy a home, how do you get the money to pay for it? For the major city, okay, uh Definitely, they are not affordable to current housing. The current housing is too far. Even me, at 10 times, my wage could be at least five times, 10 times, more than those young graduates. I still have a problem. They are not affordable. But on the other hand, a lot of people have many, many units, far more than they need, far more than they need. That is a huge imbalance. Huge imbalance. Uh, that that could be a big problem. So, uh, of course, those young people, as long as they they get a good pay job, uh, particularly in the IT sector, 
and then they still can buy and then through the bank uh, lending, through mortgage uh, lending, and then they still can. But uh, very risky, really heavy burden to them. How do they borrow? Because how, how do you have, like in the West, we have a credit score, right? And the bank will look at your credit score and think, okay, you are responsible with money. I can measure how much money you have, how much money you owe, and how much money you have to spend on a house to pay every month. How, does the, how do the banks work in China? How do young people borrow money? First, they will uh, use similar system to value your credit. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, uh, normally in Chinese, uh, when they buy the flat, normally utilize their parents' savings. Utilize their parents' savings. For example, uh, the banking, as long as you pay 30% down payment, that is very strict, 30% down payment. So the bank uh, also thinking about uh, this lending is safe. We already get your 30% down payment. Right. So, so this 30%, you, for the youngster, most, most likely they borrow or even by their parent. Or they another borrow from the credit card. Uh, they use credit card to, to borrow. And then like that, as long as they get a 30% down payment, so normally it's not difficult for you to borrow money from bank now. Last question for you. What is the future for housing in China? Just your opinion, your thoughts. Yeah, it is quite a puzzle. Yeah. It is quite a uncertainty, not like a crystal ball you can see through, mm. uh, particularly based on our knowledge from the Western, uh, our, uh, uh, yeah, knowledge from Western. Let's say that way. China's housing bubble is huge, that's for sure. The debt for the developer, the debt for the government, the debt from the individual household or or high, or extraordinarily high. So that is no good picture. So from that viewpoint, we definitely need to see a kind of correction, a kind of correction. Uh, we see some, some time down the road, they will burst. They will have the crisis. Uh, that's our logical, uh, logical uh, thinking. They will crash, they will burst. Uh, and that is one story, okay. Um, but uh, on the other hand, we also see more uh, that Western people not necessarily see. The government tried their best, even life or death, government tried their best to protect this sector, prevent them, prevent this sector burst. So, okay, the purple rolling up and then we'll ending to burst, but the government try to protect cooling down, try their best cooling down. So these two, two force fight each other. So who win? I, I don't know. At least can prolong, prolong yeah. this one. So in the end, I will think about two things. Either you can safeguard your housing price, safeguard your housing price, or you safeguard your the IMB value, mm. not 
depreciation RMB. Yeah. So in the end, these two things, one way or another, they will something will go wrong. You protect this housing price, then you may ending up the value could be tremendous devalue. Uh, or you will protect this value, you will need to squeeze the bubble and then the housing bubble, housing price will correction. The future is no good, not good at all. Full of the challenges, full of uncertainty. I still think about they need a correction, uh, need a correction. The capital price need to say nearly uh, correction. Okay, in the long term, if they maintain either the balance of the IMB less than if they good enough, fortunate enough, not big burst, and then maintain two things uh, slowly going down, slowly correction. That is the best scenario they can get. But uh, something if going to uh, uh, extreme, either this bus, this stem, or either this bus, this stem. So that is the, another scenario, I think. Generally speaking, the uh, picture is no good. Gloomy. Okay. Simon Zhao, thank you very, very much for all your answers and your insights. I appreciate it very much. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Growing a company is hard. Doing it in a foreign market? Exponentially so. The best piece of advice I can give you is not to do it alone. When you start looking across the pond for further expansion possibilities, and I sincerely hope that you do, make sure you choose the right partners to do it with. My good friends at WPIC Marketing and Technologies have almost 20 years of experience helping brands just like yours enter China. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Negotiation. And if you're interested in being a guest or want to connect with me or any of our team, please reach out to us at podcast at WPIC.co. And be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Zai Jing.